we have Nintendo issuing out more legal DMCA takedowns. A viral video making the rounds of a guy trading in a bunch of retro Nintendo items in the internet saying that he got scammed. Red button, sue, sue, sue. We got Splatoon news, Zelda news, Pokemon news. It's the Mario Matter. We're doing the chitter chatter. We're bringing you Nintendo news. What rhymes with news? I have no idea, but it's a big week this week for Nintendo fans. Welcome back to the Mario Matter episode number 40, your favorite Nintendo news podcast. We bring you every single little bit of Nintendo news. If you're a Nintendo fan, you found the place to be. We have Nintendo issuing out more legal DMCA takedowns. They cannot stop doing this. I mean, first it was what? They issued one for Discord. They issued one against GitHub. Now we have them issuing one against the Dolphin emulator. We'll get to all of that. We have a viral video making the rounds of a guy trading in a bunch of retro Nintendo items. And the internet is losing its mind saying that he got scammed. We'll discuss that and break it all down. It could be one of the biggest robberies or not. Maybe he got a pretty good deal. We got Splatoon news, Zelda news, Pokemon news. We are in for a treat, my friends. If you are ready, I am ready. Let's get to all the news. And bam, this is the headline segment where we go through tons of Nintendo news from the past seven days, from May 24th to May 31st. There's a lot of it. And then we have two segments later going into a deeper dive of the biggest news from the past week. And then we have one more segment at the end called Answering Your Questions, where we play basketball. No, we're answering your questions. So anyways, the first piece of news on May 24th, grab the chapstick as a pointer right here. May 24th news, we got word that Nectar Juice Bar, never heard of this place in my life, maybe you have one near you, God bless. I've never heard of this place, they are collaborating with Nintendo to make ice cream specialized in around different Nintendo games. So, if you remember, last summer, there we, we had something similar with Cold Stone. Cold Stone made special Animal Crossing ice cream. I believe there was a Mario Party ice cream. They made ice creams. Now, I actually went over to Cold Stone to try and uh, participate in the collaboration with Nintendo. And I got my order all messed up. I tried to order the Animal Crossing ice cream and... It wasn't a pleasant experience, I'll say that much. It was it was not Animal Crossing ice cream. And so anyways, I guess they are relocating after Coldstone messed it all up to Nectar Juice Bar. There are definitely less juice bar locations than there are Coldstone locations, but if they're going to try this, I mean, go ahead. So, this Nectar Juice Bar, I mean, the closest one to me, I checked yesterday, is 70 miles away. And, you know, I'm not driving that, so I will not be participating in the Nectar Juice Bar Nintendo collaboration. But if you do not know what this place is, they specialize in acai bowls, juices, smoothies, the liquids, so to speak. And they have a promotion active with Nintendo all summer long from June 1st to September 4th. I mean, that's even before summer, so kudos. 
And so they have three special Nintendo ice creams coming out. So the first one is the Mario Kart Cookie Cruiser. This is described as a collision of cookie dough, blue spirulina, and our coconut cream blend. And that one visually looks amazing, but the other one that looks visually great is the Splatlands Birthday, the special Splatoon 3 ice cream. This is described as a burst of cake batter flavor with our coconut cream blend, sprinkles, and turmeric. Now, that looks great. I can't try any of these through the screen, but I do like that one. And then the final one, which if I could choose any of these to buy, I'd probably choose this one. Kirby's Berry Dream, a dreamy combination of strawberry puree and our coconut cream blend. That one to me sounds the best, or maybe the, the cake batter Splatoon one. I don't know, either of those I would take. Maybe I, I can get DoorDash. I mean, if I get DoorDash 70 miles away, it'd probably melt, so I can't do that unless they have like a freezer, which they don't, they're, they're not going to have. So... Anyways, I cannot try this, but there is a food allergy notice for those who are allergic. Quote, any of our items may include peanuts, tree nuts, coconuts, gluten, wheat, bee pollen, or soy. So be aware of that. And there's also, in conjunction with the promotion, a sweepstakes taking place. Now, you, you can enter on the website because they have... 180 plus locations and you know what are the chances it's near you they're not very high but it could be so you can enter on the website or by scanning qr codes across those 180 plus locations to win one of 25 nintendo switch oleds being given away along with a copy digital copy of mario kart 8 deluxe splatoon 3 or Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. So if you enter that sweepstakes, there are 25 being given away. So you have a better chance of winning. I personally will probably enter. I don't own a Switch OLED, so I should probably enter. This all takes place June 1st, which is tomorrow as of posting the podcast. So if there is one near you, try it out and let me know in the comments how it is because I actually am kind of curious. I mean, why can't you partner with like, I don't know, Dairy Queeners? Like, come on now. Like, no one has a Nectar Juice Bar near them. Now, maybe you have like five near you and I have none near me. I, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but, you know, it's pretty rare to find, it seems. And then... Tears of the Kingdom fans who need some My Nintendo Platinum points. Oh, buddy, we have the activity for you. Your evening is all booked already, all right? You can earn 100 Platinum points on the My Nintendo site for use on Switch Online profile icons, miscellaneous rewards on My Nintendo, all that kind of stuff. So if you do have your Nintendo account, you would know what platinum points are. You redeem them for cool little rewards, whether it be digital stuff or in-person stuff. And if you want to earn a quick 100 of these, on the tiers of the Kingdom website, if you're logged into your Nintendo account on the site, you can actually do a little treasure hunt on the site hosted by Nintendo, where what you got to do is there are five parts of a raft located on the site hidden somewhere. So go on the website for Tears of the Kingdom. There are 
three logs to find and two fans to find. You know, that's obviously what you need to make a raft. It takes about five minutes or so, but if you go through the site and find all five of those, that is a 100 platinum point reward. That's 20 points per item that you find. Takes like five minutes. I don't get why you would not do it. I haven't done it yet, so I don't know how difficult it is. But typically, I've done a few of these before for different games. They're very, very easy. Like, it takes me like five minutes, ten minutes at the very, 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 very most. So, why not go do it? Earn yourself a hundred platinum points. That That's like, what, ten Switch Online icons? Like, when you buy the icons on the Switch Online app on your Switch, that's like ten, ten points per icon. So, that's, that's ten icons right there for doing basically having fun. I mean, you're doing a treasure hunt on the Zelda website. Why wouldn't you do it? I don't know. But for those Zelda fans who were baited by that kind of news, oh buddy, we have real Zelda news for you. We got the real stuff. Tears of the Kingdom was updated to version 1.1.2 on May 25th, and a lot of people are choosing not to update. And I'll tell you why in a minute. So first, let's go over what they changed, what they fixed in this brand new update, this patch for Tears of the Kingdom. So, we first have an audio bug fix. Quote, fixed an issue where the sound would play at an extremely high volume in certain con certain conditions. Uh, no one knows what this is. I don't know if it was when you're fighting the boss, when you're, I won't spoil anything, when you're doing the stuff. No clue, but that's all good now. And then, fixed an issue in the main quest. This is for additional fixes, not audio fixes. Fixed an issue in the main quest, camera work in the depths, where players could not progress beyond a certain point, downloading the update will allow players to proceed past that point. I actually did that quest yesterday. It's a good one. And then, several issues have been addressed to improve the gameplay experience. Now, typically, that, mean, that means nothing. That's like a slap on the wrist, like, we changed the smallest things ever. But, there's a lot more to that. Now, there has been discovered a duplication glitch in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It was found about a week ago or so, and people are just duplicating everything, duplicating your, your raw meat, duplicating whatever they need, infinite rupee glitch, you know. It's a duplication glitch. I have not done it, I don't want to know how to do it just because I will be doing it way too much. So I can't tell you how to do it. Uh, I, can, I can link a video in the sources and links part in the description. I can link a video that explains how to do it if one is still on YouTube or on you know some kind of article. I can link something, but I could not tell you how to do it myself. They removed the duplication glitch. And because of that, while there might be a new one found in the new update, because of that, a lot of people are not updating their game to the newest version so that they do not lose the duplication glitch. Now, I mean, I'm never one to use a duplication glitch. I understand it, but like, I don't know. I would just update. Like, just duplicate a bunch of your items and then update. I don't know. It's not part of the game. Everybody can play how they want. I understand that. Maybe I'm just speaking out of my perspective. Like, I updated immediately just to get all the newest stuff. But 
Like, say there's a bigger issue in the game, which there likely isn't because someone would have found it already. You are stuck on that one version of the game, which is going to suck if there is a bigger issue and you might need to update eventually. So, a lot of people are saying that, that they won't update until there is new DLC added to the game. Totally fair. Everyone can play how they want. And I do understand that. But there is a lot of people not updating to the newest version. So, kudos to you all. Let me know how duplication goes. It sounds real fun, and I'm getting tempted, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, boy. Uh, that's tempting. Okay. Well, duplication's out there. Go ahead if you want to do it. Link in the description is the sources and links. Link, I put all the links for the podcast in the basement. You can go there and look at how to duplicate. That's that. So, congrats, duplicators. Then, also on May 25th, Umbreon was released in Pokemon Unite. Now, we discussed the Eevees coming to Pokemon Unite over the course of about a month or two. We discussed it, I believe, two episodes ago when I was still remote doing the podcast on vacation. And so Umbreon is now in the game, and the Eevee Festival is still going on. It goes on until June 22nd. So if you have not yet touched Pokemon Unite in forever... You have not missed out on anything. The festivities are still going on. You're not late. Just make sure that you play very, very soon, or else come June 22nd, you can't have fun anymore. Well, I mean, you you can, but no Eevee Festival. What kind of fun is that? So, there you go. Go ahead, get Umbreon. See how Umbreon, Umbreon's the Umbreon's. Do that. Anyways, on May 26th, Quick little piece of news, the Super Mario Advance games 1, 2, and 3 are now available on the Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack Game Boy Advance Library. They're now all on there, 1, 2, and 3. Go ahead, play those, or upgrade your Expansion Pack if you feel the need to go and play those. They're also, of course, available on eBay for the real Game Boy Advance. Not sure if you want to pay those prices, but you know. Either way, you can pay a month of expansion pack, or you can pay for all the games and the Game Boy Advance. Which one is more worth it? I'd probably say the expansion pack, so that's probably the way to go. And then for real news, we have a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet 1.3.1 update available as of May 26th. Now, this is nice. We have one simple patch note. Quote, fixed an issue where unintended behavior occurred in private official tournaments where specific users were invited. We have sent an email to all contestants who were affected. So they're fixing tournament issues. People like you and I won't notice this, but new update out. Very, very small one. And there's also a bit more Pokemon news. So. Let's go here. There will be a free Bronzong for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet players. So, during the 2023 Japan Pokemon Championships, a code will be given out to redeem a Bronzong resembling the one last year's winner used, Yasuharu Shimizu. They used this Bronzong, and it has the four moves Body Press, Iron Defense, Protect, 
and Trick Room in honor of last year's winner. It'll be distributed during the Japan Championships taking place on June 10th to June 11th. Once we have that code, I will report it on the Mario Matter podcast. Now, that's not next Wednesday. That's the one after that. So in two episodes, you can count on us to tell you the code that you can use to redeem this Bronzong. Now, it's pretty cool that they're putting this out in celebration of the guy. I mean, if you won some, some kind of Pokemon championship, you'd be gassed up too if they were putting out a putting out a Pokemon that you used to win. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing. That's a, that's a cool thing. So, congrats to the guy, and thank you, Pokemon developers. I appreciate it. I get a free Pokemon. And then, Splatoon 3ers. Boy, do we have news for you. We got a lot. So... We all know the Splatoon 3 sizzle season is coming up. Basically, this is just same game, but new celebrations. Every few months, they introduce a brand new season, which adds tons of new changes, tons of new weapons, things like this. It's kind of like major updates every few months. We have the sizzle season starting June 1st, which is tomorrow as of posting this very podcast. And over the past week, we have had one, two, three, four, five new weapons revealed and a few other notable changes. Let's go over the five new weapons that were revealed. Beginning with the, I will butcher this, Anaki, Anaki, Splattershot Nova. Now, this is, of course, the Splattershot, slightly differed. And the special ability is the Inkjet, where you fly up and splat everyone. And then the sub, which is the like throwable bomb kind of thing, are the ink mines. So, not too bad. I'll have to give that a spin. And then we also got revealed the Splatana Wiper Deco, where the special are the Tenta Missiles. Self-explanatory. And the sub is the Squid Beacon, which allows your team to super jump wherever you are. So, let's say I throw one down. And people are, you know, across the map. If I throw one of these squid beacons down, people across the map can then jump over to the beacon and be right where I am. So, that sounds like fun. And then, we also got the custom dually squelchers, if I'm saying that correctly. The special ability is the super chump, which scatters a bunch of bombs everywhere and just blows them all up. And, you know, it takes a while for them to blow up, but it works. And then the sub is the Squid Beacon as well. And the Heavy Splatling Deco is another weapon that was revealed. The special ability is the Kraken Royale. Class Royale. No, so it turns you into a squid. And you basically go all over the map and splat everybody. You're a squid. And then the sub, the throwable bomb type thing, is the Point sensor which tracks where some enemies are that's pretty helpful and then finally the last weapon revealed out of the five from from the past week is the big swig roller express the special is the ink storm self-explanatory it rains down ink and if you're in it for too long you will get splatted it also while is doing that it splats up the entire map or not the entire map but the entire circle that it kind of flies over so it is a storm And then the sub is the Angle Shooter. Now, along with all the weapons being revealed, we got some other notable changes. Now, with the kind of update for Sizzle Season, there is a lot of changes, right? Like, there's a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean, like, some weapons will do, like, 15, you know, points more damage. 
some will be buffed, some some will be nerfed. So I'm not gonna sit here and read you every single change coming in the update. But if you want to see it, the link is down below. Because it's like so many small things. It's like if I were to sit here and do that, it it must take me like 25 minutes. Like it, it's forever. It is so much stuff. And we're a very in-depth news podcast. But, bro, I'm not sitting here for 25 minutes reading off Splatoon. The slightest, the smallest little changes. I'm not doing that. So it's down in the description if you want to check all that out. But there are new battle cards coming. I won't read all of those because there are also a ton. But there is a Painbrush card, which is a weapon that, that we saw revealed in the trailer that was released ahead of, of the Sizzle season. That's coming. And then also an S-Blast 92 card, which is also a weapon that was revealed for this new season. And also, Wind Streaks will now be shown in the battle card game. Now, it will show up on your profile, and it only counts from when you enter the playing room, and it goes away when you leave. So, you can have the streak forever, but it lasts as long as your play session does. So, if I played 200 games in a row, and I win all 200, it'll say that I've won 200 games in a row. But if I go eat dinner and leave the whole lobby, it's gone. It's evaporated. It's vanished. Boom. Pit, poof. It's gone. So it lasts as long as your play session does. When you leave, it's gone. When you're there, it starts. So have fun with that. I can't wait to go in there and find somebody with like a 500 win streak and be like, what have you been doing all day? Like, uh, what do you do? 500 games straight, not to mention you won every single one. I wonder what the highest win streak will will be once that comes out. I'm going to go for like five. Five is a, is a good number for me. If I can win five games in a row, I'll be happy. And then we got that Mario Kart Tour news. You know how that goes. New cups, new circuits, new tours. So we got the Mario Kart Tour Princess Tour announced. This is kind of circled around Peach and Daisy, the two princesses. Rosalina being absolutely excluded here. And so there are two new tracks coming for this tour on the mobile Mario Kart Tour game. We have the Daisy Circuit from the Wii and the Peach Circuit from the Game Boy Advance. The two princess circuits are coming to the game. Those will be available to race on. And then we have two Mi Racing Suits, as always. This is Wave 33 of the Mi Racing Suits. We have a Daisy Suit, and then not a Peach Suit, but a Pink Suit. So it kind of resembles Peach, but it's not the Peach Suit. So Daisy Suit and Pink Suit. I'm not sure if the Pink Suit is because there's already a Peach Suit. I don't play much, so I wouldn't know. But I'm guessing the reason for that is because there's already a Peach Suit somewhere in the game. So Daisy Suit and Pink Suit coming through. Now, as you know, tours last two weeks. And so we also got teased the next Mii Racing Suits. We'll be releasing it on June 13th. So we'll bring you the news on what those two racing suits are when we get them. They might be revealed next week or the week after that. So whenever we have it, we'll, we'll let you know. And then May 27th, what happened on this day? Well, I'll tell you this. A good amount happened May 27th, but it's so big, like it's way too big, it's a big topic, that we'll discuss it 
in a segment later in the podcast. If you want to hear about it, you can feel free to skip. There are chapters in the YouTube video, and I'm trying to get chapters like on the Spotify podcast. There's a way to like insert chapters. I'm not sure how to do it. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but they are in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast. You, you can swipe through on YouTube and find a different segment. Just feel free to go wherever you want and listen to whatever part you want. But we'll discuss that later on in the second. The, so headlines is the first. And then we have the one about the video game trade-in. That's segment two. Segment three is the May 27th news. It's big. And then May 28th, not a whole lot of news. We got kind of a slower bit of news as time went on. So May 28th, we heard the Super Mario Bros. movie, the stupid Mario Brothers, hit $1.276 billion worldwide. That's a lot of money. Now, I assume that it's out of theaters everywhere. I assume... Oh my gosh, I just realized. Oh my gosh, hold on. No, I meant to go see the Mario movie a third time before it leaves theaters. It just hit me. Oh no! I bought a Mario movie shirt and everything. I was going to go see it for a third time. Oh, it's all gone now. Oh, it just hit. Oh no! Well, I can watch it at home. Maybe I'll like rent out like a movie theater and just like put it on. And I can feel whole again. That super sucks. Oh, no. Anyways, $1.276 billion. I was saying that's probably all the money I would assume, if it counts towards that, from the streaming. Like, you can buy it on Amazon Prime. You can buy it on... What else is there? Amazon Prime. You have on-demand, like, I, I guess Fios has it. Uh, YouTube has it. All the places. You can buy it for streaming, DVD... I want to own it on DVD. That's a cool, like, little collectible. I might not, actually, because it's bound to be, like, bad quality, because I, I don't have, like, a... You need, like, a pretty good DVD player, right? Like, I don't have one. So, probably won't buy it on DVD. I, I want to, but I won't. Uh, anyways, $1.276 billion. That's the That's the golden number. The golden number for how much money this movie has raised up. That's a... That is a lot. It's, it's a lot of money. But anyways, May 29th, we got a decent amount of news here. May 30th and May 31st are coming up as well. May 29th, guys, we report on, on one of these like every other episode. And it's like absolutely nothing. So we got the Nintendo Switch firmware update. 16.0.3. Can you guess what this was? Home menu theme. No, it's absolutely nothing. So this was a rebootless update, which tells you how much of a small update this was. And because it was rebootless, you won't even notice. Therefore, no patch notes were released. But you know, our guy, Oatmeal Dome on Twitter, has dove into this. The 16.0.3 update was released. They have dove into the update and found out what was changed. And here's what changed according to at Oatmeal Dome on Twitter. The bad words list were changed. It appears Nintendo removed several words, though some were also added for Japanese. Notably, quote, ADHD was removed from the Japanese bad words list. So 
That's what happened. ADHD was removed in a few other words, it seems. That's all we know. Very, very small update. I'm not even sure, like, why it was so urgent. Like, just throw it in with the next update. But, you know, they put it out there. I don't live in Japan. Maybe there was some exploitation of a word going on. I don't know. But they removed that. And then, May 30th, what we've all been waiting for. What was teased last episode. Last episode, we discussed how the Pokemon Company put out a tweet saying that Pokemon Home Support is coming. And then, shortly after, they said, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's coming, but we don't know when. Well, guess what, guys? As of May 30th, which is today as of recording, Pokemon Home Support for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is now available. Go get your Pokemon Home, transfer all the Pokemon, do all that. And so now... Pokemon Home Update 3.0.0 is available. The patch notes include, quote, added, added compatibility with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, added a feature that allows players to view a Pokemon's stats from different games it's been in, added challenges and stickers, and other issues have also been addressed in, in order to ensure a user-friendly experience. I mean, it was pretty user-friendly, before that, but I'll take it. Maybe it'll be even more friendly than it already was. So there you go. Pokemon Home updated. Go and move all your Pokemon and beat Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. There you go. Then May 31st, the day of the podcast being posted. I'm recording on May 30th, so you must think I'm a time traveler. No, but I just know what's happening on May 31st. So, the Japanese Splatoon Twitter account has tweeted out the update for Splatoon 3, the 4.0.0 update, is going to be releasing on May 31st. It'll include all of the data for the Sizzle season that begins on June 1st, but you can't access it until, of course, June 1st. So, it includes that, but you can't even use it. Now, here's the thing. As we said, Splatoon patch notes are messy. We got all the crazy, you know, plus 15 points damage, plus 7. Like, it's the smallest stuff. So, we won't go through it. But Oatmeal Dome actually pointed out some miscellaneous but notable patch notes that I agree are pretty significant. So, I'll read them. We have one. Three more lobby songs have been added. Honestly, that's a big one. Cannot wait to see what those songs are. That sounds fun. And then PBs, I guess private battles, can be created in advance from Splatnet 3, which I believe is the mobile app, if I'm not wrong. Splatnet 3, that's awesome. I do like that. Like, I don't think I'll ever use that, but it's cool that that they add that kind of feature anyway. You can open more menus and view lockers in matchmaking. So when you're in matchmaking, you can't, you're, you're kind of just sitting there, just shooting your rank everywhere. Now you can open more menus, and view lockers. So you really won't be bored during matchmaking. I'll tell you that much. You will not be bored. If you're bored, you're doing something wrong, or you're on the wrong update version. You can, you can do a whole lot now. And then we have two types of color lock were added, and the max table turf rank, which is the card game, is increased to 999. You are maxing out, my friend. You would have to max out to get all the way up there. Anyways, 
that is all of the news for the headline segment. Now we have even bigger news coming up. Segment, segment number two. A lot of people are saying this is the worst video game trade-in ever. However, when you, when you do the math, I disagree. Here we go. Segment two. Is it the worst game trade-in? Let's find out. Let's begin with a story time. So about a week ago, I'm on Twitter, and I'm doing my casual browse. It's like, what, 6 p.m. or so? A week ago, I'm looking. I scroll, and I find this video that is making the rounds, and has made the rounds all week long, about a man named Quincy who brought in a bunch of retro Nintendo items to trade in at a store that I believe to be called Hey Bro Video Games. It was posted on their Instagram, and they posted a man trading in his items. Now, here's the thing. He trades in the items, and shown off in the video, he buys the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom OLED. That is $360, and a lot of people are saying that the items he traded in are worth a lot more than a Tears of the Kingdom OLED. Now, let's give you the full picture. Now, I'll run you through what he traded in and what he got. So, let's go here. He first traded in a orange, complete-in-box Pokemon Japanese N64. An NES action set with the orange zapper, complete-in-box... Super Mario 64, complete in box, GoldenEye 007, complete in box, Mario Kart 64, complete in box, Mario All-Stars, not 3D All-Stars, for the N for the SNES, Mario All-Stars, and a complete in box, Super Mario Kart. Uh, for an OLED? And he was also paid... 700 bucks now i don't know if it was 700 and the oled or if he got 700 and then used that to pay for the oled i'm assuming that's what happened because they said in the video we gave him 700 bucks he's walking away with the oled so i by that i assume he got 700 for the entire trade and here's the thing i broke down the value of how much all the things he traded in are worth at the very, very lowest, or at least on average. So, let's see. He was paid 700 bucks, and here's the value of what he traded in. So, the N64, when you go on eBay, it's up in the 400, 500, but what I did was look at sold items and find the lowest one in the past, say, year or two. And I found the N64, on average, pretty low price, 350 bucks. Now, that right there will pretty much cover the OLED. The N64 he traded in was worth 350 The NES Action Set, complete in box, assuming it has everything with it, 300 bucks. Mario 64, complete in box, I assume, we can't tell. But assuming it is complete in box, the box is there, but assuming that it has the manual and everything, 90 bucks. GoldenEye, complete in box, 80 bucks. Mario Kart 64, 100 bucks. 
Mario All-Stars for the SNES, $110. Super Mario Kart, $70. Now, when you add all that up, that's what these things are worth at the lowest, or at least on average, on eBay and third-party sites and on price charting. When you add all that up, you get $1,100. And so he was paid $700 because it is a trade-in store. You are not, are not going to give him the entire 1100 You have to make a profit. People are saying this guy was scammed. He was robbed. That is the worst trade-in I've ever seen. Things like this. When you do the math like that, it's really not that bad. This video making the rounds was like, oh my gosh, he got scammed. But here's where I come in. Maybe he's been trying to sell these things forever. And he can't because really trade-ins to a game store like, like GameStop or a, any kind of retro game store are typically a last resort. You want to sell on eBay. For example, if I have a copy of, of Animal Crossing New Horizons, where do you think I'll make more money? eBay or GameStop? Now, it's obviously going to be eBay because GameStop has to make a profit. They will then list it for whatever price you would list it on eBay. So it's really, by that logic, a last resort. Like, if you cannot sell that game, take it to GameStop. They'll buy it off of you. It's like there's one guy basically being like, I'll buy it off you, but for a lot less. Or you take your chance on eBay and see if you can get more for it. And so he traded in these games and the console itself. And people are saying he's robbed. Now, here's where I disagree as well. The, the guy looks happy. He has his OLED. He said he was happy with the trade-in. He must have known the value of what he was trading in. He must have known. Like, if you have complete in-box items in a Japanese Pokemon N64, you must know the value. No one has that. And it's like, oh, it's some random collectible. Like, he, he probably knew. But he probably didn't care. He wanted the OLED. He didn't care enough to have those things. It's that guy's life, you know? We don't have to, I guess, bring him down for a trade-in. I bring it up because this clip went essentially viral. It went viral. And, you know, if that's what he wants to do to buy a Zelda OLED, maybe it wasn't even for him. But he didn't want all these other things. He traded them in. We can't rip the guy. We don't know his situation. Maybe he needed the instant money. Not to make it too deep, but like... Was this a robbery? No, he could have made an extra 400 bucks. But like, what's 400 bucks when you're getting paid 700? Like, he just wanted the instant money. I get that. And that could actually be even better because what if he got these 700 bucks with the OLED? We don't know what happened, whether the 700 bucks was used for the OLED or he got the OLED and 700 bucks. So that would be a total value of 1,060. If that's the case, he got a great deal, a fantabulous deal, but we assume it's 700 in total. I mean, yeah, it's 400 bucks. That's a, you know a lot of money, but it's that guy's life. It's certainly not the worst game trade in ever. I think it got blown out of proportion because if you look on eBay and stuff, you'll find that N64 
for 800 900 bucks, but they're not selling. Go on eBay, search that, and look for sold items. I found one for 350 like a few months ago. At the lowest, you know, it's not a bad deal. But he did lose at least 400 bucks. It's not the worst trade-in ever. He didn't get robbed. <laughs> it's a decent deal. Uh, those are a lot of great games. I'm not sure why he's trading in these great games. I'm just, there had to have been other stuff, but they are very valuable things. And they were all in like pretty good, pretty good uh, condition. So they, they might have done better on eBay, but to each their own. No, this was not the worst video game trade-in ever. No, he was not robbed per se. I wouldn't call it robbed or scammed. I think he knew what he was doing. But, you know, that's that. If you saw this clip, there's your breakdown for it. He wasn't scammed. He wasn't robbed in my opinion. If I, if I have any of that wrong, feel free to, to correct me. The prices are an average. Uh, I did my extensive research on price charting on eBay. That's what I found for it. So I shouldn't be wrong, but if I am, let me know. Maybe he was robbed. I do not believe so, though. Anyways, that's Quincy trading in his games to get the OLED. That's fun. Very innocent activities. What's not an innocent activity, and it's a decently long story, is our next topic. Nintendo is back filing DMCA takedowns on pretty much whatever they want. What the heck do I mean? Let's get to our next segment, which has a lot of meat on the bone. Let's go. Okay, there is a lot to unpack here surrounding the Dolphin Emulator versus Nintendo situation. So, let's back up. What is a Dolphin Emulator? So, for those who do not know, the Dolphin Emulator is a software that you can get on your computer or even mobile, I believe, that will emulate GameCube and Wii games. There's that. Now, when you use the word emulate, an alert goes off in Nintendo's head. Like, oh no, oh no, hit the re red button, sue, sue, sue. They don't like it at all. And so, that's a problem. But, surprisingly, the Dolphin emulator has lived decades with no issues. No issues at all. Then, late March of this year, 2023, we got word the Dolphin emulator was going to come to the Steam Deck, which is basically a Switch competitor that can do a lot more. It's like a computer in a little handheld. It's a powerful emulation machine that can run all kinds of games. It's coming over here, which will then, in theory, allow you to play Wii and GameCube games on the Steam Deck, which is a Switch competitor. And when this news broke, Nintendo was like, hold on. Let's look into this. And so, they obviously do not want this to happen. If you're Nintendo and there's an emulator coming to a handheld console, you have got to do something. You are not going to let this be. You won't. You simply won't. And so, they look into this. They have all the guys in the war room with red walls on their laptops just looking at what is a dolphin. 
They first Googled dolphin and found the actual animal. Then they found the dolphin emulator, looked into it, and is now filing a DMCA takedown, which uh, effectively prevents dolphin emulator from coming to the Steam Deck. They filed a takedown to stop all this. There will be no dolphin emulator on the Steam Deck for the time being. It was going to release, I believe, very, very soon from now. And now it is at a halt. Now, Nintendo has been filing DMCA takedowns on everything recently, whether it was the GitHub emulation tool back around a month ago, whether it was the Discord leaker, they filed a DMCA against Discord and the Zelda server, they just are dishing out DMCA takedowns. Like, you can have one. You have a DMCA takedown. You can have one. Like, they're dishing these out. Like, it's absolutely nothing. Like, who is doing this? You're you're making it. No wonder why the Switch has no good games coming out this year apart from Zelda and Pikmin. Like, no wonder. <laughs> They're all busy dishing out DMCAs. It's crazy. And so, Valve, who creates the Steam Deck, obviously runs Steam. Valve received this DMCA notice. And via PC Gamer, who was able to look at this DMCA notice, states that, quote, this is what the DMCA takedown said, quote, the Dolphin emulator operates by incorporating these cryptographic keys without Nintendo's authorization and decrypting the ROMs, which are the games, at or immediately before runtime. Thus, use of the Dolphin emulator unlawfully circumvents a technological measure that effectively controls access to a work protected under the Copyright Act. Now, what does this mean exactly? Because that's a lot of big words. Luigi Blood on Twitter was kind of on this whole story. They found out that's true. That's very, very valid from Nintendo. That, that's, that's a valid thing. And obviously it will be. They have like nine lawyers check it before it goes out. It's obviously real. And what Luigi Blood found is that those cryptographic keys, that's true. There is a key used for the Wii. I won't I won't like discuss it much because it's 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 a touchy subject that I don't want to get like strike down for. But there's a certain key in the emulator source code that cannot be in there. It's a Nintendo key used to run the software. It's their key under the Copyright Act. You can't have that in there. Therefore, they are in the right to strike down the, the Dolphin emulator coming to the Steam Deck. They're in their right. And then after this, Dolphin had put out a statement. Quote, we were notified by Valve, who creates the Steam Deck, that Nintendo has issued a cease and desist citing the DMCA against Dolphin's Steam page and have removed Dolphin from Steam until the matter is settled. We are currently investigating our options and will have a more in-depth response in the near future. So maybe it'll still come to the Steam Deck. They're looking at their options. At least the Dolphin emulator as you know it on the PC will not come to the Steam Deck. It could be differed. They're looking at their options. We'll see what happens there. But then... The whole internet freaks out. It's like, what the heck? Why would you do that? How has Dolphin run for all these years, but when it comes to Steam Deck, it gets taken down? Why is that? So, the the working theory is that 
Nintendo never really knew how Dolphin worked. But since the Steam Deck news, they're like, hold on, let's look into this. Because they're bringing Wii and GameCube games to a different console. How does that work? So I'm guessing the working theory is they looked into it and were like, oh, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Strike down. Zip, zada, nothing. Not, no. Heck, no. And so Kotaku actually reached out to Nintendo for a statement. And guess what? They have said they have a word on the matter. On the Mario matter. They're having a word on the matter on the Mario matter. Here it is. Here's what they have said in response to this all coming out. This is from Nintendo. Quote, Nintendo is committed to protecting the hard work and creativity of video game engineers and developers. Okay, you know, that, that sounds great. You're obviously trying to protect that. This emulator illegally circumvents Nintendo's protection measures and runs illegal copies of games. That, that is true. It can do that. Using illegal emulators or illegal copies of games. Here's where I don't understand. Harms development and ultimately stifles innovation. Nintendo respects the intellectual property rights of other companies, okay? And in turn expects others to do the same. Now, let's go back to that previous sentence. Using illegal emulators or illegal copies of games harms development. Yeah, I'm sure as soon as some Joe Schmo ran a copy of Twilight Princess, the entire development team, there were sirens going off, they were red lasers all around the entire workspace, and they were all freaking out. I'm sure, I'm sure of it. No, how does this harm development? You don't even know that people are, what if nobody on earth has ran an illegal copy of a game? That's not true. But like, you don't know, how does this harm development? It doesn't harm anything. If it harmed development, Tears of the Kingdom would not be a 10 out of 10 game. It's not harming development of anything. Not like, it's on the Steam Deck, you're issuing a, issuing a takedown, that won't help like your next console. Like it's not halting or harming development in any way. It's not, and anybody will, will tell you that. Watch, watch other, YouTubers watch articles or read articles like no one no one thinks this is right It harms development in no way. There were not sirens going off in the development room when this happens and Ultimately stifles innovation How and maybe they can respond how that stifles innovation. I Don't believe it does I don't believe. Now, are they in the right to issue the takedown? Yes, they are. It has the Wii key that cannot be in there. They own the key. They are in the right to do this. But their statement is making no sense to me. I don't get this. Most of it is like buttoned up, you know, company talk. They're committed to protecting the hard work and creativity, intellectual property. Like, it's, it's all buttoned up. But that part just makes no sense. Harms development, no. Stifles innovation, no. No, and like, I'm just trying to be real basic here. I'm not, I'm not looking into like how it could stifle some kind of cool innovation. No, like, 
your 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 games are, no, are not affected. Your console is not affected. It's not stifling anything. It's just not. It's it's just not. I tell you. And Nintendo respects the intellectual property rights of other companies, and in turn expects others to do the same. Well, after this, I don't know. It's just not true. Now, once again, they're in the right to do this. They can do a DMCA takedown on Valve and on Dolphin to not let this happen. Sure, they're in the legal right to do so. And for the time being, as we can see right now, there will there will there will be no Dolphin emulator coming to the to the Steam Deck. It's not going to happen as of right now. But mm, I don't know. That statement doesn't really sit right with me. I don't like it. There's a lot to it. There's a whole lot to it. And thank you to Luigi Blood for diving into this. Luigi Blood on Twitter. I mean, I don't encourage piracy in any kind of way. It's obviously illegal. But this is a little extreme, right? Like, it's not hurting you that much. I'm not saying piracy doesn't hurt. Sorry. I'm saying, like, this emulator is not hurting development. It's just not. Anyways, that's the whole story. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with Dolphin Emulator. Uh, maybe they'll take down the entire software. I'm not sure why they haven't yet. If they're, if they're, if they're taking it down for the Steam Deck, why haven't they taken it down at all? A bunch of, of emulators for these kinds of games never get taken down. But when it comes to the Steam Deck, there's a problem. So we'll see what happens to Dolphin as a whole. But anyways, piracy is illegal. I'm saying that so I don't get struck down. There's no reason to. I've, I've said nothing bad or nothing that... Like, this This is not my, my information. It's all out there. So I shouldn't get struck down. It's not even my info. I'm not saying anything wrong. So there you have that. Anyways, let's get to the best segment. The one that even this seagull that I'm holding right now loves this segment, all right? It's the segment where we answer your questions, where we go through YouTube and Discord and answer your questions that you have for me, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to it. Yeah, Dolphin Emulator is just weird. Anyways, the best segment where we answer your questions. I've pre-selected questions from YouTube and Discord. I've had someone do it for me, so I've not screened these yet. But... I did that because last time on the last podcast, you might have noticed when we were answering questions, we had to kind of like scroll through for a little while before we found a decent one. And it takes time and it's it's a lot of, uh, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. It's a lot of that, which is unnecessary. So let's get to your questions. We have pre-selected 10 from YouTube, I believe, or just around 10, and I believe 10 from Discord. Now, it, I'll say this, if you want to get your question answered and you're, you, you've been trying for a while and you're not getting it answered, if you become a channel member, which is a link in the description, it's similar to Patreon, but for YouTube, if you become a tier one channel member, you will have a priority answering question response, I guess, like you will be not only have your question answered, but you'll be first to have your question answered. All you got to do is comment in the Discord or in the YouTube comments your question. It'll be bumped up to the first questions, 
And that's how that works. So we do have one member question that I found as of the recording of the, of the podcast. If you commented afterwards, I'm sorry, but I might miss it. From Allison McGuire, a brand new member, actually. So thank you so much. She, she actually uh, she has my profile picture, which is kind of fun. She asks, do you think the next console will be handheld, home, hybrid, or VR? Probably not VR, though. So good question. Handheld, home, or hybrid? I get asked this a lot. And what do I think will happen? I think, now I've been saying hybrid for the longest time. Here's the thing. I think it's going to be a home console because we discussed last podcast, I think, that if you make a console very similar to the Switch, no one, or sorry, not as many will, will buy it because sequels to consoles never, ever, ever do good. Look at Game Boy to Game Boy Advance. It did, it did swell, but not better than the Game Boy. Look, look at NES to SNES, look at Wii to Wii U, look at DS to 3DS. These consoles, some of them did well, but like like 3DS did well, but it wasn't better than DS. So if you want your numbers to go down historically, that's how you do it. You make a brand new Switch. That's how you that's how you do it. So because of that, I think they'll make a home console. They just made a I'd say it's more handheld focused, like when you see a Switch in commercials, I feel more focus is on handheld and not TV mode, even though it it does both, obviously. Um, so I think it'll be a home console, so then it's totally shown that it's a different kind of console. If they make a console that, that looks nothing like Switch, brand new, great graphics, I think it's, I think it's a hit. It's a hit. I really like... The 3DS and Wii U strategy. You have one dedicated home console and then a dedicated handheld console. There's obviously a difference. You are not sacrificing performance. I really like that. And I think a lot of others did too. There's two consoles, two waves of game coming, like two waves of games. So for example, you have the new Pikmin coming out on the home console. Where, same time, the new Animal Crossing comes out comes out on the handheld. Like it's multiple waves of games coming through i really love that strategy we'll have to see what they do but i think home i i think home is going to be what they'll do next jsg asks do you think the next captain toad game is in development if so when do you think it'll come out so i thought about this recently i think yes because in my opinion from what i've seen Nintendo likes Captain Toad. They put it on the Wii U. They put it on the Switch. They, they like Captain Toad. It's not a neglected game. A lot of the Wii U games did not make it to Switch. Captain Toad did. They want to introduce it to you so then they can make a pretty good sequel. Now, I know that that game has not sold tens of millions, but it's not a failure either. So I think, yes, there is a Captain Toad game in development, when do I think it'll come out? I think before the Switch is over. Therefore, I think within the next... I mean, it, it could be announced this summer. I mean, who knows, you know? I actually... I tweeted yesterday. Because uh, everything I've been saying recently has come true. Like, I said PlayStation might jump back into, into the handheld games. They have a handheld thing coming out. It's a, it's a remote play thing, but it's a handheld. I said... What else did I say? I said, oh, they have to... Nintendo has to, like, go after pirates by going after one person. They did it. 
everything I've been saying recently has come true, so I tweeted out, Captain Toad will be announced on June 18th at a Nintendo Direct. I said that. Now, if that happens, oh my gosh. But I think it'll come out within the next two years. I think maybe 24. Because they've had a lot of time to work on it. Like, ever since the first one came out, which I believe to be 2014, 2015. One of those. They've had so much time to work on it. They made it on Switch, 3DS, and Wii U. They really love Captain Toad. Second one's coming, I say 2024. Before the Switch is over. Before then. Then, Munch1298 asks, Hey, M. Swizzle, what is your favorite all-time Mario game? Love your channel, by the way. Thanks so much. Favorite all-time Mario game. Now, my my answer is going to be Mario Bros. Wii because that's the one that I grew up with. A close second. I'm guessing, like, mainline Mario games, right? I mean, even still, that's the answer, even if we, did, even if we included spinoffs. But Mario Bros. Wii... Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and then, like, Mario Sports Mix. I love Mario Sports Mix way too much. So, favorite all-time, new Super Mario Bros. Wii. I do love the DS one as well, but I mainly grew up with the Mario Bros. Wii, so that's kind of why. Probably some nostalgia factored in there. There you go. Next, the Underpugs asks, What do you think is making the next Donkey Kong game take so long? Good one. Um, I saw a rumor... Which sounds true, and seems true, from a pretty good leaker. So I saw a rumor around, this must have been like three months ago, about the Donkey Kong game. And maybe we can find this. Donkey Kong game rumor. Yeah, here we go. Claims open world Donkey Kong game is in development. And here's, I saw a rumor. And guys, rumor, who knows if it's true. We're basically... They were making this new Donkey Kong game, and I believe it was being made by Activision. That's that's the rumor. And then it wasn't going well. It didn't go well, and was now transferred, I think, to Nintendo to develop it. I think that was the rumor. And so that's why it's taken so long. Now, once again, a rumor. Who knows if that's true? I believe something like that has happened. Because we've never, ever seen a Donkey Kong game have this big of a gap. Never. So I think something bad happened where they had to redo, they had to relocate where this was being made or how it, how it was being made. And if it really is open world, it'll take a bit longer. I do think Donkey Kong, uh, whatever that game is, I think there's an announcement overdue. I think if they even just showed off, what, okay, what they can do, if there's really a Donkey Kong game in development, what they should do is at a summer direct, they should show Donkey Kong some little teaser, whether they have gameplay footage, whether they just have the model of him, some little small teaser. Do you, do you remember when the Tears of the, of the Kingdom sequel, I mean, sorry, the Breath of the Wild sequel, which is Tears of the Kingdom, was announced? They put out a small teaser of some footage and said the sequel is in development. That's what they should do with a, with a Donkey Kong game. Because it's it's been way too long. It's been almost four years since the last Donkey Kong game. Sorry, four, sorry, four years. Ten years. It's been almost ten. Sorry. It's been almost ten years since the last Donkey Kong game. 
And they really need to put out some, just something, bro. There could be a direct in the next few weeks. Hold on. That just hit me. Hold on. It's the end of May. E3 would have been in about two weeks. Hold on. There could be a direct in like two weeks, guys. Oh my God. Hold on. I just noticed that. So, okay. Sorry. Do not take that as truth. There could be nothing at all. But typically before last year, directs, directs do happen like mid-June. I mean, I mean, I mean, something's coming up. Something. It, they happen mid-June, excluding last year. Oh, buddy. Donkey Kong could be closer than it seems. Next, Pingu does RL and Pokemon asks, Hi, Max. I would like to know who your favorite Super Mario character is. Also, when do you think the next Mario Kart will come out? So let's do the first one. Favorite Mario character. I don't have one, so I can name you a few. Like, I don't have a definitive one, but I do like Captain Toad a lot. I guess that's Mario character or just Toad in general. Toad, Toad's Worth. I do like Mario himself. Um, I'm definitely forgetting a few. Toad, Toad's Worth. Mario. Uh, I want to make sure that I get, like, the uh, full answer for you. Uh, I like those three. Uh, yeah. Those three are my favorites, honestly. Toadsworth is a bit of a more unpopular character. He's from Mario Sunshine and was in a few more games, I believe, after that. And maybe before that. I could be wrong. But, yeah, those three I love. So, really, Toad. I love Toad a whole lot. Captain Toad specifically, but I'm not sure if that counts. Next. The Muffin... Oh, sorry. Uh, also, when do you think the next Mario Kart will come out? Next Mario Kart will come out, I think... Not on this console. We haven't seen two Mario Kart games come out on one console. Like, Mario Kart Wii was the only Mario Kart game that would be on the Wii. Mario Kart DS, same thing. Mario Kart 7 was the only Mario Kart on, you know, you, you get, you get, you kind of get the point. So, I don't believe, even though it's, it's not a new Mario Kart, like it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I don't believe that there will be a brand new Mario Kart on the Switch. I think it'll be on the next console. I think it'll, because because it's their biggest game, I think it'll be one of the launch games, like a few months later. So, I think they'll have a new Mario Kart game. Yeah, it'll be one of the near launch games. Not, not at launch, I don't think, but near, or maybe launch, who knows. I think it'll be a few months after, after the, the next console, when do I think that'll be? I think that'll be 2025 or at the latest 26. That's what I'm thinking. I think it'll come out around the same time of the next console. Next, the Muffin Hand asks, "What is the best Smash Bros character reveal?" Oh, that's a fun one. That's a fun question. Um yeah. It's either Sans or Steve. It's one of those guys. Um because what's cool was Sans was out of nowhere. Like, they were showing off, like, Pokemon, uh, Smash Bros. stuff. And the next thing you know, Sans is, is on the screen. He's just standing there. And then he's in Smash. Sans or Steve, but then Steve was, like, so hyped. Because, like, that's Minecraft, bro. That's Minecraft and Smash. So... You know... As much as I just hyped up the Sans one, I'm going to say Steve. Because the Steve one, one, Minecraft, whether you like it or not, is a bigger game. So it appealed to more people. Two, bro, that's Steve. That's Steve. The way they uh, revealed it was they had Mario in a cave. 
And then you have Steve just break a block. And at that moment, the crowd goes wild. So that was a fun one. I'm going to say Steve. But there were a ton of other good ones, like, like the Isabel one. I'm probably biased there because uh, I like Animal Crossing. But the Isabel one, one was great. Sonic back in the day. I mean, there, there's a lot. So, you know, there we go. Next, Logan the Toy Enthusiast asks, Did you ever consider quitting YouTube? I think every YouTuber has. Uh, I never was, like, super close. Um, no, I mean, not really, but, like, you have those thoughts. So, it's like, I was never close, like, dang, should I just quit or should I just, you know, keep on going? I was never like that, but it's like, I guess it's more so burnout. It's like, you, you don't want to do it anymore, but it's not like, dang, I'm so close to quitting. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I never, I knew quitting was never an option. I did have some time off last, like, what, March, February to July or so, which is a lot, that, that's like six months or so, six months. I had a lot, a lot of time off, but um, I never thought about quitting. I knew that I would find a way. I guess I found, I found the way now. So never really seriously considered it, but uh, have been close. Next, 90s handheld gamer asks, do you think Nintendo will make any more Switch revisions before or after their next console comes out? For example, a Switch Lite OLED, maybe more special editions or bundles. Okay, so honestly, that's tough because they want Switches to sell as many you know, units as they can. Making a new model would help you. Only thing is, I don't know what you could do. I don't think that they'll make a Switch Lite OLED. I don't think. Because at that point, just buy the normal Switch uh, with a decent enough screen and TV mode, which will solve your problem. Uh, the only real thing they can make a new Switch out of is a Switch that would have better graphics, I think. And that would be the, the next console. So just wait until then. So I don't think they'll make a new model, even though it would help. Like with the 3DS, there's a whole lot you can do. 3DS, 3DS XL, new 3DS XL. Uh, you have the 2DS, 2DS XL. Like there, there's, there's three versions of a 3DS. I look at the first Switch, like the original 3DS. I look at the OLED as the um, 3DS XL, but for Switches. So that's the Switch XL, basically, with a better screen. I think the 3DS XL just had a bigger screen. So that's what kind of, that's like the same level I put the OLED on. And then the new 3DS XL, I don't think that you can make a, a, an improved Switch that would be better than the OLED. I think that, I think they've maxed out there. So I don't see a new model. I think there will be at least one more special edition. I think it could be around Donkey Kong, whatever their big hitter game is this year. Whatever the big bang is, I think there will be a special console for it. Because they put out, what, at least two special editions last year, being the Splatoon 3 one and the Pokemon Pokemon Scarlet and Violet one. They put out those two very close together as well. Uh, so I could see them putting out one more before the holiday is over. Or sorry, yeah, like, like before the holiday. I see that happening. But no new model. So, yeah, new special editions, but no models I see happening. 
Then WigglerMaker2 asks, do you think Mario Galaxy 3 will come out before Odyssey 2 or the other way around? Also, love your content. Thanks so much. Um, honestly, I think if either of those would come out, I think Odyssey first, just because it would be a very, very weird order if they did it Galaxy first, because you just, you, okay, okay, so the, the last Mario game is Mario Odyssey. You put that out. It makes sense to put the sequel out. If there was to be a Mario Galaxy 3, it would be so weird to have the first and second game come out years ago. Then you put it out after you put out Mario Odyssey, which then needs a sequel. Like, it's a very, very weird order. I think that you put out Mario Odyssey 2, and if there really is a Mario Galaxy 3, you put it out after Odyssey 2. I think so. Then, Coffee, last question from YouTube. Coffee Talk Without Coffee asks, Switch or Steam Deck? Now, it's basically just deciding. If you're watching the podcast, ask yourself, are you a Nintendo fan or a gaming fan? If you're a gaming fan, Steam Deck. Because while the Steam Deck is probably better in terms of girthier, it's tougher, better screen probably. I I think better hardware, right? When you buy a Switch, you're not only buying a Switch. You're buying the rights to play Nintendo games very legally. You buy Nintendo games with it. You cannot legally play Switch games on a Steam Deck. Legally. So you, you 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 buy that too. So it just comes down... I'd say the Steam Deck is better like overall, though it's more expensive. But if you're a Nintendo fan, it's not better at all. Because you want to play those great games made by this great company. So it just comes down to which fan you are. But I'd say if you're on the, if you're on the fence... Probably Steam Deck. There's a whole lot more games on the Steam Deck. There's a ton. Too many. The entire Steam library is pretty much on there. So, what are you doing? If you decide, then, I mean, what, what am I even saying? Switch, Steam Deck. If you're a pro Nintendo Switch, if you're a gaming fan, Steam Deck. There you go. Then, Shapito, moving over to Discord questions. Shapito asks, do you think... If Nintendo's next console, it's a home console and next gen, do you think they will make an accessory that lets you use Switch cartridges on it and make graphical changes to their big games? Um, That's a good one. A lot of these have backwards compatibility. I do believe that whatever the next console is will have backwards. Yeah, I think so. There will be some kind of way whether it has a built-in cartridge slot, whether it has an accessory, I think there will be a way to play your Switch games on whatever the next console will be. I don't know if they'll make graphical changes, maybe like slight upscaling, but apart from that, I don't see them putting too much effort into graphical changes to their, sorry, to their Switch games. To their new games, yes, for sure. But to their current games, like, like nowadays, I don't think so. Maybe some... As I said, slight upscaling, but not too much. And then Shapito also asks, what's your favorite Nintendo spinoff game? Nintendo spinoff game... I mean, I hate to be, like, very boring, 
with these answers because you guys know I love Animal Crossing. My answer is probably Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Uh, that game got some heat as well. It wasn't as bad as Amiibo Festival, but that game, you know, it wasn't like a 10 out of 10. But I really love that game. I really do love it. And now they've made basically a port of that. Uh, well, not a port. I guess a sequel, really. It's not at all a port. A sequel of that as DLC in New Horizons, the Happy Home Paradise. Um, It's really, it's fun. It's really fun. So I would give you either that or I would give you... If Mario Sports games count, Mario Sports Mix. And let me give you one more. Uh, Wii Party U is not a spinoff. That's a game. Spinoff? Nintendo spinoffs. Donkey Konga? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I will give you that. Donkey Konga. That game gets some heat. I actually... I, I made the short recently where I, I talked about the one must-have game that you need for consoles... I said Donkey Kong, like, I do not believe Donkey Kong is better than Smash Melee, Metroid Prime, or Mario Sunshine. I don't think that. But I didn't want to be basic and say Smash Melee or Mario Sunshine. I tried to give you a different game recommendation, and, and, and everyone's like, Donkey Kong is not better than Smash Melee. I'm like, I understand. I get you. I agree with you. I just didn't, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to give you a different perspective, maybe, you know? I didn't want to say Smash Melee because you're expecting that. Not great, but yeah, took some heat for that one. Next, Skill B asks, what do you recommend to everybody who owns a 3DS to mod their 3DS? Uh, definitely. Excluding piracy, custom themes, backing up your save data. I mean, I'm all for it, yeah, for sure, just... Be safe when you're doing it. Don't break your 3DS. Don't do anything that you shouldn't, like piracy. Discourage that. But everything else, themes, save data. Uh, what else can you do that is legal? That's kind of all I use mine for. So, yeah, those two for sure. Then Floppy Floppa asks, What do you think is the best Switch accessory uh, do controllers count as accessories? I, I think they do, but I'll, I won't count that. Best Switch accessory is probably, I mean, you know, what do I use? I don't really use accessories. I just have a controller of choice and I roll with it. I guess you can get like a grip, like a grip that goes on the side of the, of the, of the Joy-Cons makes it more comfortable. You can get one of those. You can get those fat Joy-Cons, the Binbok or the Doyokis, same company, uh, but the Doyoki Joy-Cons or these, you know, GameCube ones. That's an accessory. I did say that I would, I would exclude uh, controllers, but, you know, it counts, right? I don't really use any other accessories apart from the obvious carrying case. That's obvious. Uh, yeah, nothing else really. Just controllers and like the Satisfy grips, I think. Are, uh, are good as well. Satisfy, sponsor me. Uh, next, the Real Dandelion asks, what is your favorite Wii U game? This changes a lot. As of right now, it's either Mario 3D World or Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. One of those, but, oh, this is so cool. Hold on, Seagull, sit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it's either Mario 3D World or 
Mario and Sonic. One of those, I'd probably lean towards Mario and Sonic at the Rio. Because that is a very, very fun and what I believe is an underrated Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I think it's seen as like the worst one, but it's my favorite one. And then, do you think 3DS console prices are going to go down since the eShop closed, asked by the same person? Uh, no, I think they'll only go, they'll only go up. I don't think that, that the, that the, that the eShop will cause the console prices to go up. If you mean the game prices, game prices will skyrocket for sure. Uh, some of them, not all, but like a good amount. Like the Kid Icaruses, the Fantasy Lifes, like those things will go up probably. Then we have a few more. Mere Astonishment asks, I've had a Wii U for around five years and I've been wanting to buy a Switch, but I'm still debating on what version. I want to get the OLED, but with the new system coming out in a couple years, I'm curious if it is worth spending the extra 50 bucks or if I should stick with the base model. I'm a big fan, by the way, and can't wait for the next podcast podcast to come out. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Mirror Sonicman. I appreciate it. Now, if you're deciding between the OLED and the original Switch, what to buy before the next console comes out, yeah, I'd say buy the OLED. I would recommend anybody, if you do not own a Switch, if you already do not own a Switch, buy the OLED. The extra 50 is worth it in the long run, if you don't buy the new console immediately, I believe that if, I mean, either way, whether you use handheld or TV mode, you will want an OLED. And also, they're making very, very cool special editions for the OLED, like the Splatoon one, the Zelda one, Pokemon one. They, like The special editions are very, 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 very cool. So, there you go. I would buy an OLED over a base model. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you do not have one, I recommend ZOLED. But if you have one already, I would say it depends on how much you play handheld. I don't play often. I still have the OG Switch, but I will buy the Switch OLED before it is totally gone and discontinued. Hopefully the Splatoon one, if they're if they're if they're still making it, maybe like later this this year I'll buy it. We'll see. Then the Hall Turtle asks, when do you think you'll have another guest? Yeah, I didn't address this. Tried this week. Uh, I try with, like, some, I guess, heavier hitters, so it's unlikely that they'll come on the podcast. So, I guess maybe I should step back. I actually emailed somebody yesterday to come on for next week. We'll see what happens. I won't say, like, I'm going to try real hard to, to, to get a guest next week. I won't, say, I, won't, I won't say that anymore. I'll just kind of, if it happens, I'll let you know. I'll put it that way, because when I have a guest on, I will say in the answering your questions, like post, I'll say, we have a guest, so ask uh, very neutral questions, I'll say that, so yeah, I'm saying hopefully next week, then the Turtle also asks, best video game soundtrack, best soundtrack, my favorite game of all time, Animal Crossing New Leaf, Uh, a big reason, like, if there's like a a chart or whatever, a circle chart, I'd say 50% the game, 25% the soundtrack, 25% uh, nostalgia. That's kind of why I like, you know, maybe 60% game, 25% soundtrack, 15% nostalgia. But, you know, it's, it's somewhere around there. The soundtrack is a pretty large chunk of it. 
So, I have to say New Leaf, but apart from that kind of answer, uh, I do love the Skyward Sword soundtrack. If you go and, like, watch some, some trailers for Zelda Skyward Sword, dude, my gosh, I own the CD for it. It's one of, like, the best CDs I've ever plopped into a CD player. Listen to the soundtrack. I even used some of it. I used part of it in the um, uh, in the 100K special video that I have on my channel. I used part of it towards the end. I think the very, very last song is like, I forget what it's called, but it's it was on that CD. So good. Then Gregory, we have two more questions. Gregory asks, what will you buy from DK Oldies next? Uh, nothing. I respect them for lowering the prices, but like if I have, if I need a game console, I'm going to either the store local to me or I'm going to eBay. I won't buy it from DK Oldies. We did it for a few videos. Those are all done now. And then Durak asks, finally, what is your favorite country? Weird question, I know. It is not weird. Favorite country? I mean, by default, USA. That's where I am. Uh, I've only ever been... Wait, no. Hold on. Have I been out of country? Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Costa Rica. But that, that that's, that's not a country, right? That's like a... I don't even know. But I... I'm not forgetting places, right? I've only been out of the country once. I think so. Yeah, I mean, by default, it's USA, but I do want to go to a bunch more, like uh, the Kingdom, Japan one day, probably. Yeah, by default, it's USA. Indeed, that is all of the questions. Thank you all so much for asking questions. Let's go ahead. Let's give a shout out to our channel members. If you want to become a channel member, by the way, let's say this. I am going to be adding more channel member levels and perks. For example, guess what? Mario Matter fans, I'm going to be doing a special Mario Matter episode every single Saturday starting probably not this Saturday, but next Saturday, probably starting then, where it's not news related. It's me talking about some Nintendo stuff, some channel-related stuff, secret private episodes that only you have access to for, I think I'm going to price it at $1.99 a month, which is very, very good for some extra Mario Matter stuff. Maybe as we get more members, I'll have to bump it up a tier, but coming soon, probably before next week, will be some more channel member tiers and perks i can follow you on social media whatever but as of right now perks as of the podcast being posted are shout outs at the end of my videos you have unreleased video access you have youtube short unreleased access you have so much stuff recording session access there's a lot to being a channel member for one dollar and 99 cents that is a steal honestly anyways memberships we have here we are shout out to it's kate abraham belts jeremy r heisenberg tsg kuya koi phoenix love 44 aaron 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 i'll say i'll say aaron because that's how it's spelled aaron 25746 and allison mcguire for becoming channel members if you want to become a channel member get your comment prioritized for the answering your question segment feel free the link is down below $1.99 a month, and I'll make some more tiers for like $5, 10 bucks, 
and that kind of stuff. Anyways, thank you all so much for watching. I love you all. I'll see you all in the next podcast episode next week, June 6th. Uh, June 7th, actually. June 6th is the recording date and when I reached out to the guests to have them on. Anyways, I'll see you all then. Episode 41. Adios.